I just created a brand new mini course breaking down how I scale to six figures working just three days a week without relying on word of mouth referrals or posting on social media every single day. Who wants it before I take it down? If that's you, pause this episode, head over to SeniorStudioSuccess.com forward slash six figures. That's the number six figures to get your hands on it now and then come right back to the show. Hey guys, this is the Senior Studio Success Podcast and I'm your host, Gina Golden. I've been a senior photographer for over 16 years now and run a successful studio in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm passionate about helping photographers just like you get profitable and productive in your own studios. As a mama to three boys, I know how difficult it can be to raise babies and a business at the same time. Over the years, I've learned to develop systems and strategies in the studio and at home that built the business of my dreams. Most days, you can find me curled up in a big comfy chair with a good book or throwing a ball in the backyard with my crazy dogs or out on location with an awesome client and a camera in my hands. But each week, I'll be hopping in here to chat with you about building the business of your dreams too. I believe our businesses should fit our lives and not the other way around. And if we just became best friends, I hope you'll join me back here every week to dive into the business of senior photography. Let's get to it, my friends. Today, we are celebrating. This is the 100th episode of the podcast. How did we even get here, y'all? It feels like I just started this yesterday. It has been such a wild ride, and I've gotten to connect with so many amazing people because of it, so I just wanted to take a minute and thank you. Thank you for listening, for sharing with your friends, for leaving reviews, for asking follow-up questions in my DMs. It means the world to me. I know some of you have been around since day one, and I will be forever grateful for your support. We are going to do some fun things today. We're going to dive deep into some topics, but first, I'm going to keep on celebrating because it has been an amazing month for my students, and they are worth celebrating. I'm just going to start rattling these off. So Blanca, biggest sale, $9,000. Oh my gosh. Regina, she had a $15,000 month, and that was just halfway through the month, she had five more ordering appointments to go. Kate had her two highest sales ever, 4K and almost 5K. Kim had a 4K sale from a phone call to offer an out-of-town client some help with a wall gallery. Emily had her highest sale ever this month too, 2200 She was previously shoot and burn. No doubt in my mind, she is going to be doubling that next year. Rindy is fully booked. Heather had two consults and booked both of them this week. Tim just got back from photographing a client in Alaska, had a $4,500 sale while he was there and got to take his wife for a nine-day, fully paid 30-year anniversary trip to boot. Eileen wrote a check to pay for her daughter's school tuition in full for the year. And I am going to end on this one because it's bigger than any sale, any of them, any of you guys, me. I mean, it's bigger than anything. This finally clicking is priceless for any business owner. This is from Kelly. She said, I realized something huge today. I'm no longer afraid of my prices. I'm no longer afraid to tell people exactly what they're getting and exactly what it costs and exactly why I am doing it. 
I'm no longer afraid of the no or the fact that some people can't afford me. And I'm really okay with that. Thank you, Gina, for changing my money mindset and helping me create a thriving, profitable business that allows me to do what I love and serve my clients wholeheartedly. Guys, there's nothing bigger than that in business because she's confident about her pricing and her sales, because she values herself and her time. She not only can serve her clients, the ones who trust her with their money in so many amazing ways, but she also can give back. She can handle her kids' college tuition and go on trips with her husband. I have seen Kelly grow tremendously over the last few years of us working together, and I couldn't be prouder of the direction her business is going. Guys, money is nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be scared of. I hope I've proven that to you this month. There should be no guilt or fear around it. Money in the hands of good people can do good things. I will die on that hill. If you haven't gotten to listen to the other episodes from Money Month, go back and listen to the ones from August. I promise you'll be glad that you did. Okay, let's do something fun. How about a giveaway? For the 100th episode, the biggest thing you could ever do for me is leave a review for the podcast. It will take you two minutes out of your day, and I'm going to give away something that definitely took me longer than two minutes to create, okay? So... We will be doing a drawing next week for my signature pricing and sales course accelerator. This is a $1,000 value. Here's what you need to do for a chance to win. Number one, leave a review. Number two, screenshot it and post it to your stories with a link to the podcast. You probably need to tag me too so I see it. Why? Why am I asking you to do this? Well, because your Apple usernames are sometimes not even close to your real names, and I will not know who to give credit to, okay? So I don't know who Dogmom42915 is, so help me out there. And sometimes the reviews don't show up for days. They have to approve them, and I don't know. So I just want to make sure that you get credit. Also, sharing means that we are all helping someone today. We're helping the shoot and burn single mom who is just starting out and has no idea what she can do, what she can turn this business into. We are helping the husband and wife team who are just about ready to throw in the towel. We are helping someone just like you, wherever you are in business. So leave a review, share it to your stories, and link the podcast to be entered to win my signature pricing and sales course. I'll be doing the giveaway next week on my Instagram stories, so go watch over there at Senior Studio Success. All right, I've asked you guys to submit questions all month long for this specific episode, and you did not disappoint. I love the wrap-up questions for Money Month, but some fun ones got um, asked in there too, so I will be answering a mixture of questions just to keep it lighthearted around here too. Question number one, this is a pretty simple one. What accounting software do you use? I personally use QuickBooks Online. I've used it for years and my accountant manages all of the transactions to run profit and loss statements each month. It's super easy. There are some really good ones out there though. FreshBooks and Wave, W-A-V-E, those come to mind right now. Um, Question number two, what are some deductions and some tax saving strategies you recommend? Okay, 
Now, it took me a minute to realize that taxes aren't the worst thing in the world. Nobody likes to pay them, of course, but if I'm paying them, it means that I've made profit, right? That being said, the tax code is written for us to follow, and I will take full advantage of the laws to my benefit to lower my tax liability. Also, for the record, I am not a CPA, and this is only my opinion, okay? Do your own research and hire your own accountant, please. But these are some deductions that I've taken over the years as a business owner. Of course, business expenses like equipment and gear, your cameras, lenses, lighting, all the things, software and apps, studio office supplies, computers, printers, office equipment, right? Normal stuff, lease, rent, website hosting, domains, all that. You can also take your home office deduction if you have an office. So you can deduct a portion of your housing expenses, uh, rent, mortgage interest, utilities that um, that directly relate to that office space um, that you use for your business. Travel expenses, mileage or transportation cost, um, if it's client related like meetings, shoots, workshops even, hotels, meals, for those business trips, definitely you can write those off. Meals and entertainment, you can deduct a percentage of meals. Um, I don't know if it's 50%. I think it's 50% now, or maybe it's always been. I don't know. That's what the accountant is for, right? But you can deduct a portion of those if you have client meetings or you take your client out um, after, um, after a session, business events, networking, that sort of thing. Marketing and advertising, obviously, so costs for developing your website, social media advertising, Facebook ads, business cards, mailers, any kind of marketing materials. Um, of course, your education and your workshops, your courses, shameless plug for Studio Secrets right here. All of that is a business deduction, okay? So anything involved in improving either your photography skills, like your shooting skills, or your business um, you can write that off as education, books, subscriptions to magazines or publications, that sort of thing. Professional fees too, like membership dues to the PPA or any other associations that you're in. Fees to your accountants, uh, legal if you have that. Insurance premiums like liability insurance for your photography business. Equipment insurance, contract and subcontractor labor. So assistant, second shooters, your editor, your retouching, graphic design. Guys, you can write all of that off. Depreciation. Now, this is um, this is an interesting one. I love depreciation because it does offset that taxable income so much. Um, you can deduct the cost of your equipment over time or you can deduct it all at one time. So I would just talk to your accountant, see which see which option is going to be best for you. It's going to depend on your taxable income. Charitable donations and sponsorships. If you're sponsoring any sports teams, um, make sure you're writing that off. Postage, shipping, anything for delivering your prints and products. Client gifts, thank yous. Uh, thank you cards, postage for all of that, bank fees, you know, the transaction fees that we have to take on for the credit cards, those can all be written off. Legal fees, contracts, that sort of thing, any business structure advice that you get, LLCs and that sort of thing. Um, of course, your utilities, if you have a studio space, for sure. Guys, what makes this easy easier, I would say, is making sure you are keeping track in some sort of a software 
um, your expenses, all right? So make sure they're categorized correctly. Make sure you keep them all in one place. And this makes tax time so much easier. Okay, let's throw a fun one in there since we've been talking about lovely taxes. Um, somebody asked, where is your dream vacation? Well, this was an easy one to answer. I absolutely cannot wait to go to Greece one day, Santorini to be specific. That has been on my bucket list for years and years and I've slowly been gathering info and details on taking the most perfect trip. Who wants to join me? Maybe for a workshop? I don't know. We'll write the whole thing off. How does that sound? <laughs> okay, this was a good one. I'm just starting out my business. What are some tips you would give me to not get in over my head financially? Okay, I know how scary this is starting out. We've all done it. We all had a day one, right? You're not only learning technical skills, but you're having to learn how to market yourself and not go broke in the process, right? So here are some of the top things that I would do just starting out. First and foremost, I would separate your accounts. Open up a dedicated business um, checking account and a savings account. Mixing your personal and business expenses and income is a recipe for disaster, especially at tax time, since we've been talking about that. And this will really give you a clear picture of how profitable your business really is. Number two, create a budget. Create one for your business and for your family. You want to budget for your business expenses and your personal family living expenses, okay? That way you can allocate funds and plan for both your business growing and making your making sure that your family is taken care of at the same time. So look at all of your expenses and really sit down and take some time to create a budget for both. Number three, set up your emergency funds. Look, being self-employed, it comes with its pros and cons, right? And one of the cons is that when you don't work, you don't get paid. So setting aside like three to six months of living expenses and business expenses, especially if you've decided to rent a studio space, would be high on the list. To create that safety net that you're going to need in the slower months or if something were to come up and you weren't able to work. So get your emergency funds in place. Number four, keep your business debt and your personal debt separate. This one's tough, especially when you're first starting out because you don't have a lot of income, right? Unless you've set something aside. But it also takes some discipline and some long, honest conversations. If you're married or you have a significant other, it can be really tempting to use your personal credit when you're building your business. Be careful about that, okay? And sometimes it's necessary to get started, but I would limit that to a very specific amount. It needs to have a cap so that it doesn't get out of hand. Use it as a short-term loan and then pay it back as quickly as possible. And in the meantime, get yourself a business credit card or a very small business loan. This is not an expensive business to start up, okay? but it can be done with just a little bit of credit, okay? Um, I personally do not like to carry debt unless it is debt that is making me money. So I use credit cards for just getting the cash back um, each month, and then I pay them back down to zero every month. So uh, just do your best to keep that separate because it will cause friction in a relationship if you aren't careful, okay? Number five, avoid unnecessary overspending. This is tough in the beginning because you think you need all the things to get started, 
Look, you don't need the newest camera model. You don't need the best lenses. You don't need to hire someone to build a custom website. You don't need a studio space and branded t-shirts and a style closet. What you need are the things that will generate revenue and move you closer to your goals. You need a camera, a lens, a website, and education. Here's how to make those decisions. Ask yourself, is this an asset or a liability? An asset will generate positive cash flow. It will make you money. A liability will cost you money. So what is that style closet? It's a liability. What is that course that you've had your eye on? It's an asset. It's an investment. You will generate cash from growing your knowledge. I'm not going to talk much more about that, but just really evaluate Is this going to make me money or is this just going to sit there and cost me money? Okay. Number six, set your goals. You want to set some short-term and some long-term goals. I like 90-day goals. We underestimate what we can do in a year, but if you start thinking in terms of these 90-day cycles, it kind of lights a fire under you and you just get things done. So go ahead and get yourself some goals set up. Number seven, Check in with your business on a regular basis. Look at your progress, your income, and your expenses. Do an honest evaluation. What's working? What's not working? What can I do differently to make it better? Don't just stick your head in the sand. That's the worst thing you can do. Setting up habits early on will make you more successful along the way. All right? Great question. Okay, I think this is question five. How do you do it all? The studio, the podcast, the coaching, the family, it makes me tired just thinking about it. (laughs) Um, Y'all, I don't do it all. I have help. I have Brian, who is amazing and supports me and the boys in so many ways. And I have assistants. Whitney helps me with admin, marketing, and all of my client communications. Sarah helps me with post-processing and getting ready for ordering appointments. I outsource all of my editing my house cleaning, the yard work. Trisha helps me on the coaching side with all of the tech and so much more. Amanda is helping me with the podcast and the marketing now. It takes a team, but here's what I've learned along the way because I know what you're thinking. Holy cow, that must cost a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) But you are either going to pay for it with time or money. And the thing I've learned is that the more time I can save, the more money I can make and the bigger impact I can make. I just had to be okay with giving some of what I earned away first. Don't be afraid to hire someone who's going to get you further along. Whether that's a business coach, a cleaning service, an assistant, or an editor, giving a little bit away is the fastest shortcut you can take. All right, next one. How do you handle expenses during the slow months? Oh, Goodness gracious. Great one. Um, Okay, so let's talk about cash flow for a minute. It is almost inevitable that there will be busier seasons and slower seasons in any business. Now, we can do some things to even that out a bit, and that's what I love helping photographers do. But there may still be slower times no matter what we do. So let's just hit this head on. You've got to know how to manage your cash flow so that you don't go into complete panic mode and have meltdowns all over the internet when your inquiries are not coming in, okay? 
First of all, just having a clear understanding and forecasting what the year will look like will help you feel so much better and it will protect your sanity. So sitting down and actually predicting each month's income and expenses will help you manage your finances better. This will be so much easier once you've been in business for a few years though, okay? Next, during the times when business is booming, I want you to set aside in a separate account some extras, okay? Just a little bit, um, just a little bit of extra funds over there so that you don't spend it all. It's as simple as that. You can call it your overflow account or your operations account. Um, you can also automate this by setting up a transfer into one of those accounts or that account each month. I like to do that so I don't even have to think about it. Also setting an automation up for your emergency funds would be really good too. Remember, that's the account for like clear emergencies, equipment failure, a roof leak at the studio, medical emergencies, that sort of thing. And let's just be real, don't spend as much during the slower times. That's going to help you a whole lot. And to generate income, uh, on the flip side of this, right, maybe you work with a different genre for that season. Maybe it's headshots. Maybe it's branding work. What about pets? I would just be very careful here to keep it contained within that season to keep it more exclusive. You can charge more for something that's exclusive, but not confuse your audience and cause overwhelm when your main genre picks back up, okay? So that's how I kind of handle expenses during the slower months. Okay, last one. What is your favorite way to do pricing? I figured I would end on this one. Um, okay, so <laughs> any of my students listening already know this answer, but I'm going to tell you guys, my favorite is building collections. I love sales psychology and learning how and why people buy. So I'll walk you through a few different pricing models, the pros and cons of each, and how I eventually came to the conclusion that I wanted to run my business um, off of collections. So um, let's just break these down a la carte. So Setting up an a la carte pricing system is so easy. It is so simple. But for me, that's the only upside. It's easy. It's simple, right? Negatives for me, it can be difficult in the sales room. If you're uh, not comfortable with sales, you have to um, really understand that a la carte menu. You have to understand your client and what they want and how to get them to move up. A minimum purchase is really highly recommended with this method too. Unless you're okay with somebody ordering an eight by 10 and walking out the door. Average sales are pretty much impossible to predict with a la carte. You just, you just don't know, right? And sometimes there's this need to give bonuses for spending a certain dollar amount, whether that's beforehand or during the sale and creating this crazy level system. And at that point, you might as well just create a collection. So Honestly, I don't like a la carte. I know some do and to each their own. If if you're good at sales, then a la carte can really, really work. If you're new, this can be a way to really shoot yourself in the foot. I, that's the easiest way I can explain it. Create your own collections. I did these for years, okay? Um, and I really liked them. They're simple. They're simple for us photographers. I'll say that. Create your own collections they can be confusing for clients. That's why I eventually did away with them. 
I don't know why, because it really does seem simple enough, but clients just could not get it when I offered this system. As many times as I explained, I would hear over and over. So I have to get one thing from each of these categories. Now, a create your own collection is usually put together with usually like four categories, wall portrait, album, gift prints, digital, something like that. It can be a really, really nice system, but it can still be unpredictable for average sales though. I used this system for about three or four years. And honestly, I just got tired of answering questions. So after a lot of research, I came up with, <laughs> I feel like it's the best way. And again, this is not to talk down or bad about a la carte or create your own or whatever the other ones are. I just love collections so much. So when done right, collections are the easiest and the most profitable. Also, it's really easy to predict sales and to secure that minimum purchase you need with collections. Some say it can cap sales, but again, when done correctly, I don't believe it can do that. Not very often anyway. Some say collections can force a client to purchase products that they don't want. One more time again for the ones in the back, not when done correctly. When you have your collection set up right and you know how to sell them, sales are so easy and they are predictable. So are your cost of goods sold. This is one of the main things I teach inside Studio Secrets. You've heard all the sales at the beginning of this episode, right? 4,000, 5,000, 4,000, 5,000, 9,000. Those are on repeat for my students. So yeah, collections, they are my favorite. Okay, you guys, I have probably worn you out by now. This one was jam-packed, and I think that we did the 100th episode right. Again, thank you so much for listening and for supporting the podcast here. Don't forget to leave the review, share a screenshot to your stories with a link to the podcast to be entered into the drawing to win my signature pricing and sales course accelerator next week. My goal, as always, is to help you build a more profitable, productive, and purposeful business so that you can spend more time doing what you love with the ones you love. So let's keep doing that. Have a great week, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Senior Studio Success Podcast. Be sure to head on over to the show notes at SeniorStudioSuccess.com forward slash podcast to grab all the links and info from this episode. And if you loved it as much as I did, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another one. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon, my friends. Take care.